to do it. You are about to die in the hands of the children of Thanos. Come on, Spider-Man! Alex is closed today. We don't want to kill you, but we will. This is a man. And you have our face. There was no other way. Welcome on the show, finally. Yeah, <laughs> it's been because I was saying to to Adrian there, I'm like, fuck, we've been we meaning to get, do this for so long, and then it's just kind of, I'd actually forgotten. <laughs> but it, it, it was two of you doing it at one stage, wasn't it? It was. It started off as me and uh, uh, mate uh, Adam Tracy, and then it changed to me and my brother. Mm. Uh, my brother now is in kind of. He's hefty into his final year of college, so he kind of he had to take a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this shit takes a lot of time. Like if you really want to like get out there and stuff, like you have to be on it all the fucking time. And then like, because even there's this sound lad, um, this Amer- American guy who like promotes the kind of community and stuff, but. The- like you have to reply to everything, repost everything, yeah. and it's just like fuck. I can't. It is so much. So like, because I'm actually after starting um, working with the guy um, who I actually met through Instagram like four years ago. He's from Boston, but uh, just even to find the time to get that stuff done because we're trying to do comic book reviews, but put it up after the comics have been up long enough that you're not spoiling them. Because I fucking hate that I hate when people spoil shit I'm kind of I'm behind on comics now since the little one came along you know a lot of funds are going into that so I'm trying yeah. to keep up oh, fuck I can imagine to review Does, there, I keep up because I'm desperately in need like it's just I was really enjoying Donny Cates' Venom run and then I just had to stop oh. the money or the time to get into like I'm living in don't know how much you know about Dublin but I'm living in Balbriggan like kind of between Dublin and Mead and the closest yeah. town was in Dublin city centre. Lad, so I grew up in Care down in Tipperary. Like there was no comic shops. Like I like when the only when I moved here, I think was the first time I was able to get comic books the day they came out. Like new comic book day because I was actually getting my comics from a place in London, uh, a place in space because it was cheaper. And the, but I'd get them like a month oh, behind. Yeah. But yeah, my daddy Kate's one because my. My buddy Dylan, I, I made, I, I was working at a comic book coffee shop yeah. and I met Dylan Burnett there, you know, he did Cosmic Ghost Rider yeah. and X-Force and like we became, like, like he's one of my best buddies. Oh. So fucking he.
one of the best writers I think going at the minute, Donny Cates. Oh, he's fun because I was saying to I think literally before he took over Venom, I was saying to someone, there's no great Venom stories. Venom has been in great Spider-Man stories, yeah. but there's no, I mean, like I have all every issue of Venom, every one of them from start to finish. And but like they're grand. They're yeah. not they're Venom going, oh, hoo-ha. And like, you're just like, all right. But there's no, but then Donnie came along and like gave a history to them. And like, I think for the first time ever, Venom can stand alone away from Spider-Man. See, because you never really best. could. They tried their best with like Agent Venom and so on. Just, I, I just didn't feel that at all. And it just, I found all of the stories are kind of lacking that backbone that Donnie Cates brought to it then. Yeah, I mean, it was more so like it was very much a Flash Thompson story as opposed to a Venom story. And then Colin Bunn got involved whenever because I love Rick Remender, like Rick Remender. I, but then when he got access, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? That was so, I was so disappointed by that, um, that story because the little things, it was like, Black Widow was calling Tony Iron Man and he was calling her Black Widow. I'm like, you guys have served together for years. Yeah. You know, you're on an intercom. <laughs> it's like wrestling when they do like the whole, like, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can just call him Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, like, it's you just... Call him Steve. Like, not yeah, it's like you Steve. do the whole fucking name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Venom's thing, like, the did you, you, you didn't get a chance to look over Absolute Carnage, did you? I haven't, and I've been dying to get my hands on it. What I would say with that is stay the fuck away from the tie-ins. They do nothing to the main story other than the Venom ones. Yeah. This, this Spider-Man one was pretty cool. Um, but think of it, go into it like Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> That's what I would say, because I, I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> But it, it it so it's like it's the it's part one of like a bigger story. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's fucking it's cool. Like um, another character I, I found like you just they haven't done enough with yet is Carnage. But I don't think there's a lot they can do with yeah. him because he's very one dimensional. Like when he got that that ongoing with Jerry Conway, I'm yeah. like, I love Carnage, but I don't understand how he can ha- like you're never gonna get Carnage issue 25. You know, like yeah. it's a villains are very hard to give an ongoing favorite because then you if you fundamentally change who they are, it's not them anymore. Yeah. But like it, it added a new power level to him and all that, but still like I like Carnage having spar- what the fuck was that? Um, having sparse appearances, sparse is that the word? But like you know, he's but he's. Yeah, I mean, I know he was kind of created as like Marvel's answer to the Joker, but there's a lot more to the Joker. Yeah, you know, like Mar- uh, you know, fucking Carnage has a very by the number circuit, you know, broken home, killed his parents, burned down the orphanage, it doesn't, you know, chaos reigns supreme, all this stuff, but that just, he kind of stops there. Like they did, to be fair, Null gave him like a, a different thing to go, but he still stayed being Carnage. And I think Venom, and you might agree with me, I don't know if you, but Venom needs new villains. Like Venom needs villains that are just him, and not kind of taking Spider-Man, like fighting Craven or or so like give him his own villains. Like, yeah, null. But null is like it's kind of like a because I found Marvel wide villain at the minute from what I'm hearing. Like kind of everybody's villain. Yeah, he is 
And I think fundamentally, there's not going to be a lot of long running appeal for Null because it's I've 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 came to the conclusion recently that comic books is very like booking professional wrestling. If you start the guy at the top, there's nowhere to go but down. But if you look at all the great Marvel villains, Red Skull, Doctor Doom, all them, they've started, let's say, as a singular villain with someone. And even like Norman Osborn's a great yeah. example of it. He went for Spider. Man, then after years he became part of the Thunderbolts, and then he became like a big threat. But knowledge is thrown there at the top. You look, it happened with the Beyonder too. It happened with the Serpents. They're put up the top. They're introduced, and then it's just, well, if they're so powerful, what the fuck are we going to do with them now? Yeah, you know. So I, I'm liking Null, but it's going to be. <laughs> Can Null exist in the long term? Or is it like, okay, you ha- you he has to be either alive or fucking dead? Like an- yeah. Annihilus is another great example of that. Yeah. When he came, start the Annihilation wave, that's like, <laughs> you know, he's a big deal as a part of some pissed off grasshopper in an ultimate dimension. Like he fucking wiped out planets. But even the likes know? of uh, Galactus, I find that way. You know what I mean? Like he went, his first, first while, he's like, he's very intimidating. He's, oh no. And then it's kind of like, what do you do with him? Yeah, you can't like, I mean, it's it's that kind of thing. Like, I did like the way they kind of made him a constant. Like, he's not evil. He's just like there. He has yeah. to be there. And But, you know, I, actually, I don't know if um, you there was this. I think it was in a Better Ray Bill series. They kind of explained why he looks like a giant fucking man to us. Each alien race sees him differently. It's what their mind can comprehend. So there was a cool thing like the chronobites they saw him like this big fucking tentacle thing and i love i love little things like that because you're like why if he's before our universe why the fuck does he look like a tall man how does he just like, look I don't like get some it. average white dude <laughs> yeah you know like so it's that little thing and i was like okay that's very cool yeah. that he you know he they, they they explained that um but yeah man Donny Cates is doing I did his Guardians of the Galaxy run I don't know it was like I expected so much more from it but it's like Donny to me is kind of like the first two seasons of Rick and Morty yeah it was such a high quality if it's not there it's just gonna you know in comparison it doesn't mean it's bad yeah you know he set the bar so so I see it as one of the the Netflix series, Marvel series, you know what I mean? He set the bar at Daredevil and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. And if we get Iron Fist or Luke Cage, it's going to be disappointing. Fucking Iron Fist. <laughs> you mean to tell me if you're raised by monks, they'll allow you to complain? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like, he was a whiny dick. Put some shoes on. Put some shoes on. Get a DNA test and go, hi, I'm Daniel Rand. You see here, this is my yeah. DNA. This is my company. Fuck, I hated that show. That annoyed me. That that did annoy me. I was saying like a DNA test would, would sort all of this out. Yeah. And it's like the thing about Jessica Jones, Daredevil, is that it was very smartly written. As yeah. in like, you know, you couldn't go, like, oh, well, why didn't you just do that? But the Iron Fist. Oh, and the Meachams. <laughs> it just Shady like investments. They rushed, to, they rushed right now oh. so they can get Defenders out. Wow, Defenders, we're we're old and powerful. Mm. Okay, that yeah, was a disappointment. I thought that could have fleshed out so much more over more episodes. And it was just boring. Yeah, 
like the the inner circle of the hand did nothing but say how powerful they were and like but show us lads you yeah. know like step up it's like that dickhead who you meet at school oh yeah well i'll f- okay do, do it, it then <laughs> no i haven't got the right shoes on but fucking watch it you know like get the fuck out of here ridiculous like to be honest i'm over i couldn't give a fuck about a tv and movie adaptions anymore they're just milking it too much like like even i i don't know how to say this properly because i always say it the wrong way and i mean the exact opposite of how it comes out guardians of the galaxy was lightning in a bottle yeah they were characters that were untouched really weren't fleshed out and it blew up yeah they're like they were now marvel is trying to do that with the Eternals. Yeah. A property that is more like a cult following and hasn't, you know, like how many did like run to eight issues, 12 max, maybe back in the 70s, long way back in the day. But you're just trying, like, they're not interesting. They're not. It's just, and now, to, oh, we'll tie it back into Thanos, which fine, yeah, he is a mutated Eternal, fine. But like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. You know, like there's so many little characters. Like, like they have the rights back to Daredevil now. Mm-hmm. You know but like, it comes back to the Fantastic Four too. Like, there's been so many adaptions now. You can't. People just like it was with the Amazing Spider. Remember, like people yeah. didn't because it's like it wasn't long enough between the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. Like, if they're gonna bring Daredevil and the Fantastic Four and do it as like a background character like that Reed Richards was a scientist for S.H.I.E.L.D. or Ben Grimm was a pilot for S.H.I.E.L.D. and then look how they dropped uh, Doctor Strange's name in The Winter Soldier exactly bring it that they're already there because everybody not everybody but like most people know how the Fantastic Four we don't need to see the origin again just put them there have them there do it they don't Spider-Man we don't need the origin we've seen it too many times no it's like Batman yeah. Nobody. If you don't know how Batman became fucking Batman, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> it's just, we don't need to see it again. It's one of the most like it's one of the most common knowledge things out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like it it is, and it's like, I mean, I get it, but it, it this day and age, there's nobody who doesn't know. If you have any interest in Batman, you know how he became Batman. Yeah. That's it. It's weird. You know, like, comic fans are, I find they're a different breed sometimes. It's during the Amazing Spider-Man, they were saying how they didn't need to see Uncle Ben die. They didn't need to hear the lion with great power comes great responsibility. But now they're complaining that it wasn't in the MCU Spider-Man movies. Lad, you can never, like, the world, I think, diehard fan now is like, it's associated with toxicity you know like they're never happy or something isn't done right or as opposed to like like i put i the best example i can give of that is like the new thing of the turtles i think they're all different species of turtles and like they have magical powers or some shit and april o'neill is like a small black girl or something you know what that's not our turtles our turtles were the ones on rte at fucking eight o'clock in the morning with the pizzas and stuff like that and this new iteration will never change that no it's not gonna go like oh burn all the old turtles now they're fucking magical so why can't you just go this isn't my cup of tea but it's gonna be someone else's cup of tea like what i I don't get like i've i I, even if i've read a comic where i'm like oh god i don't go like this is fucking bullshit you know it's like ah fuck all right you know whatever someone because like dylan told me a fucking great story his buddy um 
Matthew Rosenberg. He was right next man at the time. And Dylan said, like, there was this fan going spare at your man at the con. Like, you broke up Cyclops and Emma Frost and she's not supposed to be with Jean Grey. Like, the guy was getting really pissed off. And, like, um, your man Matt's like, well, you know how I know it sticks? Is because I signed, I wrote it and it got published. Yeah. So it is in canon. And he said the guy blew up. He had to be escorted out of the con by security. Yes. It's like, that relax. Yeah, like, it's it a comic book. Why is that it can, like, literally... Everything can be redone by another another writer. Everything. Yeah, look, we'll get into that now on top of the Avengers, but was like you've seen it, like so many people were given out in Civil War when Peter Parker revealed his identity. I was just showing it was easily retconned. What are you gonna do? He's Yeah, but and it and and then people hated that it was retconned. Yeah. But it's like it it showed how much Peter believed in Tony Stark because that's one thing he always even when he was on teams people like the Fantastic Four and Black Cat like knew who he was that was it because he take he's he cares about the family more than anything else so the fact that he did that showed like he fucking believed in what Tony Stark was doing well I don't get why people are complaining about the MCU Spider-Man like he'd never follow Tony Stark blindly I'm like he kind of did in Civil War he's a kid yeah Yeah. and even 16 Exactly. He's he lost his 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 father. He lost his other father figure. And like, let's look at it in psychology that it's normal to look for a father figure. Yeah. Like, what you know? Like, stop complaining about shit. The people I find that complain are too attached to the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. And I'll go mm. what you said a minute ago. I personally despise that that Spider Man, but. I will not take away from anyone else who enjoyed it and who was their Spider-Man. Yeah. I'll say, fair enough, that was your Spider-Man. Wasn't yeah. mine. No, and Tobey Maguire, I think, was a great Peter Parker, but he was a terrible Spider-Man. Yeah. And Because he kept taking his mask off and crying. Yeah. He said, put your fucking mask back on. You mean to tell me that a train full of people, would someone wouldn't go, fucking A, that's a million dollars photo, here you go. Like, come on. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man, but a terrible Peter Parker. He was a hipster Peter Parker. Oh, like he's not charming. Peter Parker's not charming. He's not suave. He's a fucking nerd. He got the girl way too easily. Yep. Way too easily. But like, that's again, it. you know, like it's different iterations. Yeah. You know, that's it's like it's... That's a chaffer disc. There's a Spider-Man edition of the show coming pretty soon. I'm sure that's going to end up... I'm going to have to stop it being like six hours long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could talk about this shit like all day. But yeah, if you, let me know when you want to yeah, get see. going. I'll give you a, a chance there to, to start the show, just to plug your own content and get it out there. So yeah, go ahead, speak to the, the masses or the 30 people that listen every month. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone, I'm very happy to be on the show. Finally, we've been talking about this, I think, nearly going back a year at yeah. this point now. Um, but I am rambling, Rob. Uh, I talk about comic books, uh, mo- actually all Marvel um, on my own YouTube and Instagram. So make sure to check it out. And uh, yeah, pretty, ve- not pretty, very excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Whatever. Make sure to go give Rob a follow and like all the stuff. He's putting out great content every day on Instagram. I'm kind of, I'm jealous. He's making me need to up our game on the Instagram <laughs> where I <laughs> post every six weeks. 
Yeah, today's show is all about the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the one most well-known teams in comic, in pop culture, really. Uh, the Avengers. Uh, they're gonna. I think people who have no interest in comics know who the Avengers are. It's. it's yeah, been, especially it, with the movies. Yeah. Now, you know, I think they were very. Uh, you know, because you have like, if you talk, if you look at the thousands of comic book characters that are there, like you can maybe name twenty that the general public will know and because of the mcu that gave the avengers a household name because i remember back do you remember like back in the mid 90s i think there was an avengers film but it was like sean connery uma thurman and i can't remember who the other person was and it was just like this isn't the avengers but like as a kid it was like oh my god oh my god what the hell is this you know it's it's crazy the popular like they're referenced in shows like I find them watching oh, the TV will be on it'll be some random show on and someone will reference an Avengers character or the Avengers in general and it'll be like yeah. it's gotten that big now that TV companies and production companies know that if they can drop a reference people will pick up on that reference yeah, like, they're, like like, they're a brand now like yeah. that, like that in America, I got that reference yeah you know like that that like it's 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 that's i mean even you think about i know they're not avengers but being in infinity war and stuff groot like you go back 10 years you tell me that people are going to know who groot and rocket raccoon are star lord like get out of town look at now groot is probably like one of their highest earners in terms of merchandise and it's like if even if you look at the i suppose it's what's that old adage that like there's no bad characters only bad writers mm-hmm. and you look at that Dan uh, was it Dan Abbas and uh, Andy Andy Lanning yeah like they gave a character three words I am groups mm-hmm. that's all he said their whole run and look at it like it transcended into movies like Groot's only really started talking in uh i think it was yeah jerry uh, dugan's yeah. one of guardians of the galaxy uh, so that's like i mean yeah he 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 appeared like back in journey in the mystery back in the day but like it's that and it's fun it's cool but I, you know it's i don't know i've completely rambled off <laughs> hey it's <laughs> it's one that i think is it's like you said, it's the, the three words. It's turned into a catchphrase, turned into T-shirts and like, you know, cuddly toys that have voice boxes inside them. Yeah. Just, like you said, they're a brand now and anything that becomes associated with the Avengers is going to sell. Like you even look at it with the comics, like um, the Avengers name will sell it, even if it only helps the title run a little bit. Like there, an example of it is Conan the Barbarians team. Savage Avengers. They're not Avengers. They have no like endorsement or anything like that. But if you put it like Conan's team or yeah. the Savages, people aren't gonna people aren't gonna pick it up. It's the name that's uh, like Avengers Academy. Like even Thunderbolts a couple of years ago changed to Dark Avengers yeah. when it was still the Thunderbolts. But it's and it's like the Avengers. It, Avengers. It? It's yeah. It's just the salt. It's like you said, like the, the Avengers, they need that. They're new teams. Put the Avengers name on it. It gets their foot in the door. It gets that first read. Yeah. Because especially in today's comic environment, it's tough to launch a new team like yeah. and get and get it as a seller. Like even if you think of uh, like launching a new character, I mean, Miss Marvel, like that's, I think that's the la- other than Deadpool before her mm-hmm. is like, 
the last successful launch of a brand new character. Mm. Like, and the only tie she really has to established ones is that she was a fan of Captain Marvel mm. and like, you know, if she's an inhuman or a new human, oh. you know, like that as the terms for them. But like, you know, so even starting a new team, because okay, you look, Guardians of the Galaxy were around, I think it was back in the 80s. Like that name has been there that long. Look at the Defenders. Like the Defenders doesn't run long. There's just something about the Avengers name. Yeah. It's, but since we're talking about comics, I um, did want to ask now, I'll see what your opinion are, is on the kind of key, what would you see as the key kind of storylines or events in the Avengers comics? Oh, good God. How long do we have? Um, first one that would come to mind would be Operation Galactic Storm. It's like a 19 part story from the 90s that had like Thor, Iron Man, Avengers, West Coast Avengers, Wonder Man, Quasar. But it was like that the Kree and the Shi'ar like went to war. And the reason I think that's a, it's a key Avengers story is because basically it goes, right, we have to kill this guy. Yeah, and it like they and it was you know Cap being like we can't, and then Black Knight and Iron Man were like, well, I think it was Iron Man. I haven't read it in a while, but I know we got to kill the Supreme Intelligence. It is the only way to because he detonated like a mega bomb, which is like their equivalent of a nuclear bomb, and killed billions of people. So that to me was a turning point in the Avengers because it's like okay, death. We we have to kill. They, they never do that. You know that's why there was so much when they didn't want Wolverine on the team because Wolverine was a killer. He killed yeah. people. But Captain America was a soldier. Or <laughs> two, you mean he has a he has no kill count? <laughs> but, you know, that would be one of them. Uh, another one is the obvious one, Civil War. Yeah. You know, um, if we're really, like, we know we know the reasons for that one. Probably, uh, I think one of the biggest storylines in Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah. Definitely top five Marvel comic storylines of all time. It was, and but I think the the thing that I because actually this is something I think about quite a lot is that if you look at all these world shattering events that change everything, they only change everything for so long. Yeah, because the normal the the norm comes back. Like even now they did it for years. They had to split down the superhero community, and it brought. But even like you're saying, um, like Civil War, so much came from it like guys like venom and bullseye and moonstone were faces of like the good guys venom was a cannibal at this point Bulls, you know like and it's the captain america was public enemy number one because he went again it's like so many stories came from that but then it seemed to be a part of a, like one siege happened they got away the superhuman registration act but there's a, a story now coming from that it's like um called outlawed where like any hero under the age of 21 you need a mentor like you have to yeah. kind of register so even we're getting the legacy of that too but yeah that split down that gave us you know the avengers the underground avengers it gave us kind of the the 50 state initiative all of those things you had different avengers teams and i don't know if you've read it but check out the avengers initiative uh, series where it's like they're training all these like b and c listers and like taskmaster is a trainer there and then when osborne takes over it's kind of like it changed but it's a fun way to look at characters who wouldn't really be associated with the avengers name I have I've been I've been haven't read it yet but it, that is one that has been recommended to me multiple times now at this stage and I need to get around to reading it <laughs> that like, is it's a great go ahead 
No, I'm just saying it was a great yeah. one. Yeah. But you get even like storylines. You have then um, storylines that were adapted into movies. You have the Age of Ultron storyline, and Ultron has come back yeah. so many times. But and even at that, like Age of Ultron, the comic book was nothing like the movie, yeah. and it's it's just I'm. I think we'll touch on this a little bit later, but Brian Bendis, no, <laughs> nope, just not for me. And I gotta reel it in because that riles me up. But no, like Age of Ultron was a time traveling thing where it was just it, it took the piss with the time travel. Yeah, oh, we'll go back. No, 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 go back, go back further. No, 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 go, go again, again, again. Like I think a really good Avengers. Um, Ultron story it was I think volume 3 of Avengers I think it was like issue I think 18 to 21 I could be wrong but Ultron basically finds this little country fictional country called Slovenia I think it is I hope that's not the name of the actual country and I'm just getting it wrong but like he wipes out the entire country and the Avengers are like holy shit you're like look look at what and he just wipes it out (laughs) And he's like, yeah, well, you know, this is what I want to do. And another great Avengers story is called Rage of Ultron by Rick Remender and Jerome Opina. Yeah. That's a fantastic, more Ultron story than Avengers one. But yeah, that's, the, but the adaption, the age of Ultron, it's just a cool name. But the the movie and the comic book yeah, story. vastly different. The only thing they can have is the villain that's... <laughs> And even at that, like the way like Joss Whedon, the quips, artificial intelligence does not understand comedic timing or quips. Why are you making jokes? Why is Ultra going, oh, come on. (laughs) Joss Whedon, that movie was so problematic. Honestly, I watched it again recently. I don't know Marvel watched through during COVID lockdown. Gonna <laughs> watch through everything in chronological order just to pass the time. There is it has its moments, but we'll talk about that again when we're further on talking about the movies. Uh, yep. But it does have its moments. But like Ultron is was so much more fleshed out in the comics when it came to facing the Avengers, and yeah, you know, that in terms comes with Hank Pym being a like. <laughs> Yeah, that really lost the impact. Uh, but I suppose you got to look at it like, I suppose, from the MCU standpoint, Hank Pym hadn't been introduced. There was yeah. no audience attachment to Hank Pym. And just shoehorning him in in the second one and then with Ultron, they had to build it from somewhere. But yeah, Hank Pym, like he created Ultron in the comics out of complete insecurity. Yeah, he was a dude who could get talked to ants with like a, a beautiful girlfriend he didn't think he deserved anyway, <laughs> and he's beside a billionaire, um, like a gamma monster, a god, a living legend, and what's he okay? Are they, and then he created arguably their worst enemy. Yeah, but all out of insecurity, and as much as Ultron, like he did as much as an artificial intelligence can, I'm speaking like I know about it, my degree <laughs> in artificial intelligence, um, wanted just a family, wanted his father. And that kind of brought in the twisted side of it as the stories went on, where like, it's like we were saying, the Rage of Ultron, where it's like, he was just a child crying out for his dad. You know, yeah. we lost that with quippy Tony Stark, uh, who was, you know, like, uh, you know. yeah, you're right. It has its moments, but you know, not my favorite MCU movie. No, it'd definitely be near the bottom. 
for me as well. Yeah. But like with the Avengers as well, then comics more storylines. There's lots of uh, you have um, Siege that you mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. You have um, Disassembled. Yeah. Which is a yep. fantastic storyline. Then you have it kind of sh- and it. Yeah, go ahead. So as you see, it, it was a thing like showing more. that uh, the Avengers, like you know, that's that one of their one of their members was like one of the worst, did the most damage to the team. You know, with the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And so, again, talking about that going from Scarlet Witch, you have I know it was again more of an X Men all Marvel storyline, but you have House of M. House of M. Yeah. And there was another one, um, Blood Ties, Blood back Blood. in the early '90s, and it, you know it, that one. I remember getting the parts to that, and it was a lot more kind of. There was a lot of political stances in that. It was like, well, we're part of the United Nations. We know what's going on in Genosha. The United Nations is saying we you can't go in, mm-hmm. and they're like, but but why? What's happening is wrong, and it it showed kind of the difference where. I, you know, Threads probably picked up on a civil war. Captain yeah. America didn't want it because it's like, well, the government dictates who the bad guys are yeah. if if we register. And Blood Ties, yeah, because the X-Men and Avengers don't really overlap that much. And that did kind of come from, that's mentioned in Civil War. Emma Frost, the kind of thing says to Tony Stark, it's like, well, where were you when our babies were burning? You're like, where, where were you? And that going on to Avengers versus X-Men and, and that kind of thing. It just there's, there's so many like honestly like you said like you said how long do we have we there be so many different like, you have a uh, ten different shows if we were to go over all the like vital storylines yeah like recently then you had like not really recently first let's touch on there's secret wars again a whole Marvel event but again the Avengers were come in place as well and um, yep you have then the Avengers of the Ultimate Universe you have the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, like that was I mean they gave, that gave us the Avengers movie because I mean I'm not a fan no not a fan it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's not that I'm not a fan I just my I, I tend to not get stories that are outside the main continuity but without the ultimate verse line we wouldn't have the movies we have today because it it made them real worlds you know yeah. like gave them you know what it was started I think in 2000 2001 2000, so there was, was a lot it's a boy uh, like what you said about Bendis I will always have a slight little pass for him the first comic I ever collected was Ultimate Spider-Man 1 in 2000 I was 6 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's that's cool man but again like it's it's like we were chatting before this it's like I'm not gonna shit talk something that someone else likes it's just it's not for me and it's not that it's bad it's just like I don't it doesn't appeal to me I because I I'm a a diehard old school continuity and that's that's what I love you know made like the ultimate universe I loved and then seeing in uh, Secret Wars when they were uh, mixing together the universes then when everything was colliding just for me to see Miles then becoming part of the main continuity it was it was a big deal for me yeah I because then uh, looking back like because all of these events feed into something else generally um, and I think maybe Secret Wars was just uh a story to basically get the characters that were big, bigger than the Ultimate Universe, let's say, and Miles had become that. Yeah, and bring him in because it's it's that attachment, that link. Yeah, 
the re- that's what and I, I i actually i i love um i hadn't been getting i got some miles stories again when he joined 616 that's when i started getting the miles stories yeah you know so but yeah he's i mean it's uh, the the magic of spider-man again yeah you know like trying to go to school all that kind of stuff and yeah he was actually on an, an avengers team a short-lived avengers team for a little while before they became the champions yeah it's again it's another like Miles is going to have his own episode of the show so I'm going to have to do an episode for Miles an episode for the Spider-Man it's so vast I'll have to do one for Ben Riley. he's really my favourite clone uh, a lot of unpopular opinions of some but I love Scarlet Spider-Man that costume is sick I love it I don't really care what I, it makes a like a, do you know how many times I was like fuck I want to get a blue hoodie and put like a spider on us Halloween you know? two years ago I went as a I mixed together um, Scarlet Spider with the Punisher and I went to the I got a white hoodie and done a Punisher skull with spider legs coming out of it and I had the black morph suit with the white eyes that is awesome I went, that is so cool it was my favourite Halloween costume ever and I was just it was put together myself that's sick that's see like that because I know yeah people oh you know the clone saga yeah it, but I don't think like he was making money so like with anything they're going to chug it out to the point where it doesn't make money yeah. anymore but it gave us like Kane I think Kane was a fantastic character who because even his road to redemption wanting acceptance you know what this is about Avengers I'm going off Spider-Man territory so I'm, yeah. I'm going to reel it a little bit now well, once I get started then there, there, there'll be no stopping <laughs> <laughs> like in comics like now we had uh, that's the the widely criticized Civil War 2 oh. the artwork was beautiful but I think the problem with Civil War 2 was one it didn't need to happen two it was because Captain America Civil War was coming out yeah. but also it was this thing to force the Inhumans on us because the MCU couldn't have the mutants yeah the Inhumans, I like them to a degree when it's like, you know, they're they're one they're in the background, they're not front and center, because you can't be related to the Inhumans. I'm not from a royal family, yeah. you know. I don't get the hierarchy of the king and the fucking queen. I don't get it. Which you I, think, know, like, well, but, I think Agents of Shield handled that a lot better than mm. the Marvel as a whole because it made the Inhumans a bit more relatable. It was just regular people that were yeah. But it's like it's that thing it was forced on us like I don't know if you watch wrestling but like I would put the Inhumans for a time where the Roman reigns of Marvel it's just no you like him you like him you like him you like him and then you'd new humans like even that Avengers event Infinity was a vehicle to make you know put up the number of Inhumans or the new humans that were there you know and actually that's a you you could argue that's a key Avengers storyline too because it put Hickman put the Avengers on the galactic map you know like it they with the builders and stuff like that like even that and then you can't miss out on talking about Infinity War then as well when it comes Mm -hmm. to the whole Infinity Saga when it comes to Avengers yeah which was again a key one of the best events out there one of the the events that sticks with you and stuck with the MCU obviously because they decided to roll with it as their big movie after 10 years yeah you know and like in because I suppose we could argue that that's more so a key Thanos story as opposed to an Avengers one because like it was it involved 
everybody. But the Avengers, like, what I think a lot of people forget is that the Avengers wasn't always a top-selling book for Marvel. Like, at one stage, after Onslaught, like, they outsourced their Avengers, like, to Jim Lee. And they went to a counter-Earth because it was just like... What do we do with these characters? So to look back now and think like Marvel had kind of pushed Avengers and Captain America and Iron Man into their own little pocket universe, you're like, that's unbelievable. Then to only bring them back like a year later, like, hey, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, come on home, you know? <laughs> it's, it is. It's complicated. There's so many different webs that have spanned from the comics that I'm probably forgetting myself now when it comes to the Avengers. But... Uh, <laughs> In line with that, the lineup is something that has changed vastly throughout the years. Oh, lad. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was, you're you're nobody unless you've been on the Avengers. Yeah. You know, that kind of way, you know, which I don't agree with. But I mean, yeah, there's only like a handful of characters like you could even with Axis there was like Doctor Doom's Avengers Mm. and you could say Carnage technically was an Avenger I won't because it's like nope you know but like you have and that OG lineup is so but then you see there's there's the other continuity that Bendis brought in the Avengers 1959 which was a team before our Avengers or then there was the Avengers 1 million BC yeah but again, it's attaching that name. Like, I don't think over a dinosaur burger, they're not going to be like, hey, lads, let's call ourselves the Avengers. That's a good name. You know, like it, it, that's, but yeah, the OG, like what was it? it was, and yeah, anybody, Captain America was not a founding member of the Avengers. He was an honorary founding Avenger. It was Hulk, Wasp, Ant-Man, Thor, Iron Man. Those five, like, that was it. I, the Captain America didn't show up until like I think it was issue four, and they kicked the Hulk, Hulk left in issue two. He's like, I'm out. I don't need this shit. Leave you. I'm out of here. That's fair. Look back then, like, how much they built the Hulk up. Did he really need a team? Yeah, because it, it comes like a, and the Avengers with the lineups. Like if you Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man on the same team, what villain? You know, like who who's going to defeat them? And if they do. What's Captain America going to do? Yeah. Hey, he's like, get out of here. It's it's the Justice League paradox. You know, yeah. like it's, if Superman's on your team and he gets beaten, Flash, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> like, Superman just got beaten. I'm going to go spend time with my loved ones because we're fucked. Yeah. You know, like, I'm out of here. Like, even like you see it in uh, Batman versus Superman, like Superman and Wonder Woman are going head to head with Doomsday and Batman's just sitting in the car, just just, just yeah. providing some lights for the fight. <laughs> Fuck, you know, why am I even on this team? <laughs> the one yeah. I like about the Justice League movie was the openly, Bruce, Bruce Wayne openly admitting, like, what's your superpower? Like, I'm rich. Yeah. I mean, like, I think we should stay away from the topic of, like, Batman because that's another one yeah. even in itself. Like, talk about a polarizing character. But, like, yeah, the, the, the lineups have changed. The power levels have changed. Like, I, I mean... There was a great, like, it was in a Punisher Warzone story. It was after, it was tying up kind of Greg Rucka's run, I think it was, where, like, Spider-Man, because Punisher had been framed for killing cops, which, obviously, you know, he didn't do. <laughs> obviously, you know, frankly, he wouldn't yeah. do it. But, uh, and Spider-Man goes, like, why haven't we handled the Punisher? Why? And Iron Man's like, because, essentially, he's not on our tier. Like, we are... 
but we handle the big threats you know it's again it's a perfect person to be asking that question of Spider-Man who's like who likes to handle every threat yeah and to his detriment you know it's like Peter f- relax man yeah. you can't get everybody let the police earn their paycheck every now and then just <laughs> <laughs> actually do you, do you ever hear that that uh, that uh, group called Code Blue they're like cops who are designated for taking down superheroes but like it's a joke they debuted in like an issue with Thor and like you know they've names like like you know Shotgun and T-Bone I don't know but it's those ridiculous names you're like why do you exist like what but you know that uh, again we're getting sidetracked here but yeah the team the lineups I mean because it's like this might be unpopular opinion but for years I didn't like Hawkeye I just thought like, but it was, I suppose it was the kid in me, like, he's not cool. He shoots bows and arrows, you know? Well, not bows and arrows, he shoots arrows. But like, I think the turning point for me with with Hawkeye was there was an issue of avenging Spider-Man where like they teamed up and it was one of the lads from the Serpent Society. It's not a big villain, but Peter actually got pissed off with, he's like, why are you constantly firing arrows? Will you just stop? And he goes, the moment I stop, I'm just another guy. I'm on a team with gods and they're like, I have to be the best or I'm just another person. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. All right, kid. I honestly, I still didn't like Hawkeye much until I done that recent watch through of all the Marvel movies in chronological order. And I, I grew an appreciation for him. Like in Endgame, on first watch when I first seen him in the cinema was when I first started to say okay he's not so bad I've seen him as Ronan I was like okay that's, that's pretty badass why haven't you been doing that yeah. all the time yeah like, well, I mean he's yeah like he's and I think because touching on the lineup story like when he was in um, the Avengers West Coast you know the West Coast and he was kind of the leader there he had a chance to really shine you know because like He's, I just, again, to me, I don't see why you would have Hawkeye on a team with Thor. Yeah. Like, Hawkeye shoots an arrow, hits the bullseye. It's all impressive until Thor blows it up with lightning. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Hawkeye, do you have this? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's Thanos. Hey, Hawkeye, shoot him with one of your special <laughs> arrows. <laughs> oh, it's just, it, it was, well, like when you look at it when it's written well it gives the everyday person someone to relate to on the team yeah and I like that that's the thing I mean the feelings of like inadequacy like insecurity we've all had them like if you've well I'm not I'm generalizing everything but like you know if you played sports or like if there's you're trying to make a group of friends like there is all those feelings of like or you know the boy band which one am I you yeah. know, like if I'm not funny, what do I have? If Jerome can hit those high notes. What do I do? You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Well, it's like as much as it was relatable, it's always the worst thing. You know, when you look at your group of friends, just hoping. Oh. I hope to God I'm not the Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. Like, I am. I'm the Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Brian McFadden of this group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> what a no. bring a little relevance to you know the Irish chat. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What do you think is the worst lineup of the Avengers? <sighs> oh, I don't like Hercules. 
I'm gonna put it out there right now. I'm not a fan of him. He doesn't appeal to me. Okay. <laughs> I think how so. Would you say the kind of '90s one when they had the jackets and like yeah. the tiaras? Like that was like why you've got brown leather jackets with a red Avengers logo on yeah. it, like. It's like is is like Wolverine your stylist now or like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is there a, is is it like any lineup with Hercules or just is there? He was on the one recently. It was only a couple of years back. Um, oh, Mark Wade's one. Yeah, did not pay me. I honestly, I picked up two issues and then just stopped. I stopped. I removed it from my pull list. I was like, no, this isn't for me. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's. I suppose. Like the appeal of the Avengers, of the Avengers, definitely can be the lineup. Like I, you know, it's it's down to who's in it. If they're like, I think was it the early nineties, like Gilgamesh, one yeah. of the Eternals, with like who wore a cow head. <laughs> like I think it was Avengers three hundred. Was that like Doctor Druid was on the team? You're like, <laughs> no, like I don't <laughs> get this. Like it's yeah, it's it's. I suppose it's down to. I mean, that's a pretty the the worst lineup is very much a matter of opinion because it's down yeah. to. It is. I don't want to bash anyone's favorite lineup on here. Like you know, like yeah. you said, it's, it's it's art. It's subjective. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I don't like Hercules. It could be someone's favorite character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like because he's even he's on the Guardians of the Galaxy now, which is uh, which is pretty fun. Yeah, you know he's uh, he's actually he's in a relationship now with uh, Marvel Boy no- Novar. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but like yes, it's yeah Hercules. I think again he's one of those. I haven't really like I got a couple of it because I like obscure characters and yeah. he he was a part of Spider Island, so I want to get those tie-ins and stuff. But I think it comes down to the writer having you know like the right run. Yeah, with Hercules or the right voice, and there was another point I was going to make now. And for the haha, yeah, because it's like Deadpool. Deadpool like debuted in 1990. I didn't really have his ongoing series until 97, and it was more so Joe Kelly who gave him that like fourth wall thing. He didn't really become the Deadpool we know until like seven years after his appearance he was just you know so it takes a while you know it can take years yeah, you know like at first he was just a copy of Deathstroke until then seven years after now, in a parody that's that opinion I'm not gonna lie twists me tits a little because it's like it's only in the name and the costume he's as his character he's nothing like Deathstroke you yeah. know like that Deathstroke, I never read much into him. I'm just gonna, I'm going from the Rob uh, Liefeld interviewers of now and basically saying, yeah, it's a parody of. Ah, but sure, look at it. all of his characters again, not to knock them, but it's like they're all either variations of Deadpool, Wolverine, or Cable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even say not to knock them, considering I've done like a whole YouTube video knocking them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, gee, we're really getting derailed from this. Yeah. Well, you know, Deadpool was on the Uncanny Avengers, yeah. you know, and that's actually, that was a cool character explanation of him because as much as he's a lunatic, all he wants is to be accepted, yeah. you know, and kind of like one of the team. But uh, yeah, sorry, that's uh, we're. <laughs> I took it, derailed it even further there. What would be uh, your then, your kind of dream or favorite line of the Avengers? It doesn't have to have happened already. <laughs> uh, see, I, 
I I don't know. Like I'm I'm really enjoying the run the of uh, Jason Aaron's one, but I mean, I think, and this is going to sound like very contradictory, but like it's not so much the Avengers I'm a fan of as the characters who make up the lineup. If that makes sense, like the Avengers, I think like it's, you know, they they're just all these powerful dudes, all these resources, and blah blah blah. It's kind of like the X Men. I'm not a fan of the X Men. I'm a fan of the characters that sometimes make up the team. Now, what Hickman is doing with it has completely changed my opinion on it. So with the Avengers, I mean, I'd like to see some of my favorite characters in it, but, you know, would they be Avengers level? You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see Darkhawk get a chance on it, but it would have to be like a cosmic Avengers team to warrant him being there. Um, Like, I do think the uh, uncanny Avengers that Remender had, I loved that roster. But again, the power levels were insane. You'd Havoc, you'd Rogue, you'd Thor, you know, but then he created a credible threat in uh, the Red Onslaught when Red Skull got Xavier's brain, yeah. you know? But I mean, I don't know. That's something like a dream lineup. Then you'd have to look at like, who would they be fighting? And anything with Darkhawk. I love Darkhawk <laughs> and I want to see more Darkhawk. That, that, I mean, it's anything with Spider-Man. Just... just. <laughs> Yeah, Spidey. It was cool seeing him take up Avengers membership. Yeah. That was, and like he even, because they touched, it was great when he was the superior Spider-Man. Is. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you've become a dickhead. You're off the team. And yeah. then like, even, you know, when they came back, it's just like, you know, are you, are you cool again? Yeah. Do you want to, you know, or, and, you know, and that's, you know, it's because Spider-Man was always kind of a solo guy. He had a friendship with, the Fantastic Four as opposed to like a membership yeah and then he would step up every now and again but yeah Spidey you gotta have Spidey or maybe even the Scarlet Spider on instead Back he became there. a new warrior for Christ's yeah. sake Ugh. it's like me, I'd always have that. I'd always have the original the, well, in my opinion the Trinity the, the Cap Thor and Iron Man yeah I mean, they're fundamental to it, you know, because yeah. even the history they have, the fact that they keep going towards it. And even I like the the little callbacks to it every now and again, like Tony might say something and it's like, man, you really don't, we really don't need to have that conversation. Yeah. Like we've, we've kind of, we've gone down that road, yeah. you know. I'd have, that I'd was, have Black Widow on my team as well. Labor, was, huh. Hmm. See, I build my team for different kinds of teams. Like I'd have Black Widow there for anything that you need stealth for. I think Black Widow is the one to go for. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I see again, like because of the tier of the villains they would fight. I'm not saying the Black Widow is a bad Avenger. I'm just saying against the likes of Thanos, Kang, and them, like she would be a leader of the Secret Avengers, the covert ones, you know. But like, if she gets caught, she's screwed. Like, yeah, they gave her like the War Widow armor. Yeah, but they, you know, like that's it's just I'm kind of I would think of it as in the right iteration of a team. Like, again, what's she going to do? Like, if Thor, if Iron Man's on it, like he has a stealth suit, yeah, fair, you know, but not. And I, like, I'm not trying to take away from yeah, your line, but that's the way I would look at it. In you got to put the team based on the skills, like Hawkeye, Ant Man, uh, Black Widow, uh, you know, I, the characters like that on like a covert Avengers team. I think oh, like Moon Knight, you know, and they, they touched on that with Secret Avengers. Yeah, you know, as like a street level Avengers team, and then you have your higher ups, your cosmic level Avengers team. 
Yeah, like what, what the hell is Black Widow going to do if everybody's been knocked out and Thanos is standing there? She tries to do something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. I will use my sexuality to bring down old purple chin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's a little too alive for his liking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has he has a type Thanos. Yeah, Thanos in his necrophilia. Yeah. <laughs> All purple chin. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm gonna I put uh you seen yourselves there, I put a tweet out and I put it out on Instagram looking for you know other people's opinions on their dream kind of Avengers lineup. So we're gonna break down some here. <laughs> See, um, just go from Instagram. Uh, your friend there, Nick Ricky 77. Mm-hmm. Yep, his team there, uh, that he picked was uh, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, like you said, the Trinity, the Trinity, uh, yep. Black Panther, Beast, and Hellcat. Yes, yeah, so it's just not like I mean, because I, I even said that I was like, Hellcat was it's about to, Beast and, and Hellcat for me are very, they're very odd choices. With Beast, yeah, I think Beast because of his brain, you yeah. know, like he and he can hold his own in a fight. Not saying that Hellcat can't or she doesn't have brains, but it's just to me, it's like it's a it's a mixed match of different eras. You know, I think as well with that question, it comes down to who, like, what's the role of this team? Yeah, you know, but yeah, that like I mean, again, like you said, the Trinity, you you can't. It would be very rare, and you could argue now the. Quadrology, quadrilogy. You could argue Captain that that Black Panther is a part of that now. Yeah. You know, because he's leading the Avengers now in the current run. Yeah, Aaron's run. You know. Let's be one second. I'm gonna turn on this light. I didn't realize how dark it got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I it's Irish time. Getting dark now at five past five. <laughs> um, I have a, another one here. Um, from a. Uh, Leonard.mick, he's a friend of the show for a while and another Irish podcast to do comics. And um, he's saying that it'll always be for him Cap, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Widow, and Hawkeye because of the movies. Um, but he also did put, um, he said, he had, I, I would also love a why is Hawkeye even there team of Thor, Sentry, Hyperion, Blue Marvel, Vision, and Hawkeye. Yeah, but why is anybody like, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's. It, as an overpowered team those guys on a team like forget about it like yeah. there's no there's no conceivable way well no shenanigans mm. like I, I I think we mentioned before like the, the wrestling and comic book writing are like hand in hand and if you someone like The Undertaker if he loses there's usually shenanigans involved yeah. so like a team of powerhouses like that you're talking magic you're talking maybe they're in an alternate dimension where their powers are all messed up because I know in Weird World Hyperion's powers don't really work as yeah. they normally should but that yeah that team is just like alright here look that's just I'll go there to cook them lunch <laughs> Yeah, Hawker, we're gonna take four frappuccinos. Yeah. Okay, we'll uh, we'll be here. We'll be done in like five minutes. You yeah. know, come on, Kang. You know, yeah, put, put, put your arrows away. What are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, the Hulk needs a toothpick. <laughs> that, kind of- <laughs> that just sounds like a team where Hawkeye would be bullied like relentlessly. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the 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 jabs would be unreal. Yeah. But like, it's then it's I kind of think. Like, while that's a cool lineup power-wise, it also takes away the fun of it because, like, what villain could beat that team? 
what villain is mental enough to even try go against them? Well, you could have a nihilist. Yeah, because a nihilist, he just he like uh, he just wants silence. Yeah, you know, I just I mean, yeah. Well, I suppose with some of the villains, Donny Cates is in, like, uh, you know, who could probably take that team would be Cosmic Ghost Rider, because you've magic, and you have the power cosmic. Yeah, but again, like how anybody. Like that comes back to the cosmic ulcer is such a powerful character beating him's a big deal yeah you know so it's like because you know but that would come back because like if you look at ghost rider he took on the hulk and he walked away during planet hulk he's like actually do you know what your vengeance is justified yeah i'll leave you alone <laughs> like that that like he and he took down hulk and arguably he's most powerful yeah you know a pendant stare to the century because Bob is kind of tearing on the cusp of insanity at the best of times. Yeah. Although now he's himself and the void have, you know, made up. And now they're the Ventry. They're not the Ventry. It was just a stupid way to try to make names. Um, on the Twitter, we have um, Jared Webb one on our Twitter. His team, he has uh, Janet Von Dyne, the Wasp, uh, yeah. Tigra, Iron Man, uh, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Fist. And Nightcrawler. Okay, that's a cool different dynamic of uh, of power levels, and I like Doctor Voodoo because that he for a time he was like the Sorcerer Supreme, and they, actually Rick Remender did a great five issue uh, series of Doctor Voodoo himself and Doom end up taking on Nightmare. Very cool. That's a cool lineup. I like that. There's a lot of you know because there's no one on that team was like, well, why the rest of us? Why are the rest of us here? Yeah, you know. That's a cool, but I like that team. And um, uh, Geek to Me Radio on Twitter uh, have Captain America, Wasp, mm-hmm. uh, Black Knight, uh, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambo's version, uh, okay. She Hulk, and Vision. Yeah, I mean, again, pretty, pretty even, um, pretty evenly tiered. Like it's not, there's no stupid power level there that wouldn't say because I think that's, yeah, I don't know. When you look at the team, you got to justify people, yeah, the reason for them being on it. Like, yeah. I mean, arguably, I don't see why Thor is on a... Uh, he doesn't need a team. He has his warriors you know, they, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hogan, Fandrill, and good old Volstagg. Um, but yeah, because even if when you said Captain Marvel, they're like, if it was... Because Carol's power levels now are insane. Monica yeah. Rambeau... Ooh, she's going by Spectrum, I think now. Like she's really changed. She her names have changed yeah. so much. Photon, Captain Marvel, but like, yeah, she's she's pretty powerful, but not the tier of like if you've Captain Marvel and Thor on a team. Like, forget about it. If yeah. they can't take him down, go no, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, uh, Joshua Sumter who has a um, he has the Trinity here. He has Captain Marvel, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, and he has a uh, Blade. Doctor Strange and America Chavez. Yeah, see the uh, with the like, why would Blade need to be there? And again, not knocking the team. I'm just looking like Blade Watkin. Like you have America, like serious power. Like Doctor Strange. Like yeah, I mean yeah, Blade's cool. I like Blade. Blade's doing well on the current run of Avengers, but like on that team. <laughs> Your point, hey Blade. Well, how do you kill a vampire? <laughs> you, know, like that, you know that, but yeah, not. It's just again, it's the balance of the power level. But it's like, yeah. 
you're going to want to see your favorite characters on it, but you don't kind of think of like balancing it out. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to go like. Yeah, look mm-hmm. at the team I said. I wasn't thinking of bouncing out. I was just thinking of favorite characters on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's the fun of it too. Cause like you can argue, well, logically, uh, logically, Thunder Gods don't exist, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> you have to look at that side of it as well, you know? <laughs> Um, I have one more here I'm just going to get on to actually over on TikTok which I've started trying to do (laughs) Um, we have the the Trinity again Iron Man Captain America Thor then we have Black Panther Hulk and Spider-Man yeah as much as it pains me to say like why is Spidey there arguably why is Captain America there (laughs) You know, because like I think Captain America could get away with being on some teams due to the leadership aspect. Yeah, I would. But then you look at having Black Panther on because he, you know he's just he's a, <laughs> he's a king and like he's you know, a strategist. You know, like it's that. But again, it's the dream lineup. You're not logic kind of doesn't take a place for like nobody wants to go. Well, what can Spidey really do on that team? <laughs> you know, but yeah. Um, but yes that's all the, the some, there is some interesting lineups there and I'm liking your take on it again my mind was straight away went to you know my favourite lineup rather than thinking of what needs to be done um, oh yeah lad like I I think that like there was there, a character appeared in a recent issue of Spider-Man and I went mad because I'm looking logically as in like down who the like the emissaries and so far and I was like no you gotta do that you know? <laughs> like that's yeah so I, I think arguably far too much <laughs> about these things I'm the opposite I'm, I'm pure I'm pure heart rather than head when it comes to these things <laughs> um, then we're gonna quickly touch on because I'm actually I'm running out late in time and any time for the little one's bedtime <laughs> um, quickly touch on the, you have the TV adaptions the which mostly you're looking at the animated versions of the Avengers which mm-hmm. let's be honest I, much of it pains me to say in terms of animation until Into the Spider-Verse Marvel has just never really could hit them levels DC hit exactly oh, I 100% agree and I'll defend Marvel like to my last breath just I, I would like the way I look at Marvel and DC Marvel are my my football team yeah and just I have their back no matter what yeah but in terms of yeah quality of animation Spectacular Spider-Man and Earth's Mightiest Heroes are the two TV shows but even at that DC just knocks it out of the park well used to with their animated stuff yeah like their animated movies like again we're going to a different time one of my favourite animated movies after Into the Spider-Verse is Under the Red Hood (coughs) I haven't seen that one now I actually only saw Mask of the Phantasm from start to finish like last year (laughs) I'm I'm behind on a lot as well Under the Red Hood and Flashpoint are the only two I've seen up to now yeah but I get the the animated uh, again like it's Avengers what like they tried that one Avengers United we stand it would have been on Fox Kids for us back in the day and like yeah. they had the ridiculous armor and there was Tigra and Wonder Man and Hawkeye on it like and it's yeah Earth's Mightiest Heroes I'd say was the best one and yeah. because it really added like story and and interconnecting series and stuff it's they, you, I do wish there was more that they've done with the Avengers in terms of TV but again they've looked they put all their focus to the movies yeah billion dollar property now like that's not going to go anywhere sorry I just had to grab the charger for the laptop 
And as much as I love my MacBook, it goes dead so quick. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking that too because I might have to pop to get uh, my charger, but I think I'm good for another little bit. Uh, we'll touch on now it's the, the MCU. Let's talk about the, the big boy. And <laughs> um, you have, which is still in my top five MCU movies of all time, the first Avengers movie, Avengers Assembled. I just watching it again recently. I don't. It, the, the nostalgia of it now, even looking back, it's a movie that's still recent enough, but has nostalgia attached to it already. Well, it was like that magic of seeing like the Avengers on a screen together. A scene of them all in the circle in New York, and this. Just yeah, like, like, like whoa! Yeah. <laughs> this is actually happening. Yeah. It's. And like even Loki as a villain, Loki as a character himself deserves his own episode of the show. It's just they've just even in the MCU how they fleshed him out and how they've made changes to him and mm-hmm. just his character development as a whole. Even throughout that one movie was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and like the you know they didn't overdo him. Like he played to his skills. Loki knows what he's capable of. Yeah. and his temper got the better of him when he went to the Hulk yeah. ironically enough and he got seven shades of shit slapped yeah. out of him it was again one of my favourite scenes in that movie just the puny god scene yeah <laughs> Avengers 1 it kind of while you had Iron Man and Captain America and Thor you know them movies kind of built the base for Avengers I think Avengers was perfectly placed in its position in release I think you got to release it any later or any sooner. You could have ended up where the DC universe is now, and it could exactly. That's what I think. Like, kind of hindered the DC ECU or whatever the hell, like DEC. Oh, I don't DCEU, I think it's called. They try to play catch up yeah. instead of doing their own thing. Like they, you're always going to get similarities between DC and Marvel. It's just the way it is. That's yeah. that's that is it. Like you know, it's it's left or right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's the WWE. WCW back in the day it's exactly but and like WCW were its own thing WWE were its own thing and like you know they, they, but they, DC could have given comic fans something else to go to but because they rushed into Justice League and it's like oh here's uh, Wonder Woman here's Flash here's Cyborg yeah. here's all these things and here's a man who's CG to look like Liam Neeson but it's actually Kieran Hines you know yeah. um, and they're using boom tubes that they could have rechanged that they could have changed that name and yeah. boom tubes it's, <laughs> it's one of the things that they could have done like the, where Marvel and Hancy Avengers they introduced the Trinity in their own movies mm-hmm. everyone knows who the Hulk is we had the Incredible Hulk that's just saying as part of the MCU now because Tony appeared in the post credits yep the only two they didn't introduce was Black Widow and Hawkeye, which don't need an introduction movie. They were yeah, because they were they were there like as background characters because arguably at that point they couldn't support their own movie. Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. like Hawkeye and, appeared in Thor and Black Widow appeared in Iron Man. Yeah, you know I mean? and like, like the strength of Avengers was we we knew them and we kind of knew who the characters were. They were fleshed out when they came together. Yeah. So, you know, and that's because Marvel seemed to play the line. But because the thing is, Marvel had everything to lose when they started the MCU. Like, I, I can't remember where I read it, and it might not be 100% accurate, but when they went to Paramount for Iron Man, I think they weighed up the merchandising rights against, let's say, the popularity of the movie. That's like, if this bombs, Paramount will get all the merchandising rights and the money from it. Yeah. And um, so they had to, like, to, and I think. 
as well. The difference between the Marvel movies now or comic book movies now is that they're written and directed by people who are fans of the medium yeah. as opposed to like producers who were like, okay, Spider-Man, let's make him money. You yeah. know, like that. Now, I know Sam Raimi's first two, I do, I love them. And that's it. There was only two. There was only two Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I will not hear otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going into, if I start talking about the Sam Raimi movies, I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk. We were t- touched on it earlier. Then, then we had. Um, in terms of the first one, it was a case of, in my opinion, the bar was raised too high with Avengers Assembled, and then when they tried to do Age of Ultron, it just didn't come anywhere near the heights of the first one. No, you know, but it's that whole sequel thing too. You know, like they they had time to build up Avengers. Like, okay, that was popular. Let's get the next one out. And I think it became. I don't know, maybe in my older age, I'm getting grumpier, but I hate constant quipping. Lads, you're hitting a Nazi sympathizer base. This is not the time for jokes. This is serious shit. And it just, the sequel went to Joss Whedon's script. It's like, <laughs> nope, nope. See, I, lo- I like quips being a Spider-Man fan, but like you said, when it's constant, no. Yeah, exactly. Like Black Widow's not funny. No. She's a terrifying character. That like the shit she's pulled off. Yeah. No. You know, like Iron Man's a douche. So yeah, he'll say sarcastic things. Hawkeye's not funny. Hawkeye can be a bit of a dick and that can be funny. Yeah. But they don't all need to make quips. You know, like Black Widow Black Widow, it should be if she's saying something funny, it should be very scarce. And when she says it, it should impact you kind of like, holy shit, did she just the Black Widow just make a joke? Yeah. It should be one of those kind of moments. Like, did you, wow, did you just make a joke? Yeah. I also thought I thought Josh kind of almost nuked Black Widow's character in Age of Ultron I think he just almost, the Hulk romance like yeah. what the hell was that yeah I can't have kids so that's why I'm a monster yeah that's like wow that is huh. like, the Winter Soldier built her up so much like the Winter Soldier for me was Captain America and Black Widow movie yep and just what just done in that movie just almost teared her completely back down to being a nobody cares character yeah like just flirting with the team and all that it's like stuff she like don't write women like that like yeah come on and yeah that's the i think that's it was very ignorant to make that you know like i'm a monster i can't have kids what well many people have you killed when you were a double agent like yeah i think if anything makes you a monster it's like well you were kind of an assassin for a bit you've been talking so much about the red in your ledger and then shouldn't that be the reason why you think you're a monster yeah you know like i don't know but then you know we had the russo brothers come along with um arguably Avengers 2.5 with uh, Captain America Civil War and then just Infinity War and Endgame. Infinity War and Endgame, they're just, like, they're two that I considered even having their own sh- episode on the show for because they're just so vast and there's so much unpacking in those movies. Yeah. The way they, they beautifully played on the audience's heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Like they, they drew you in and they got you excited they got you hopeful and then they broke your heart yeah I mean like the one thing I do like okay so Spider-Man like you're saying makes quips so when he's not making quips you realize the seriousness of the situation mm-hmm. and Iron Man's quippiness was gone 
yeah. in Infinity War and Endgame, and you realize, okay, this is serious. He's not, you know, like he's like this is <laughs> Endgame. <laughs> like that's yeah. you know, it's like, and again, like let's skip to the end of the Infinity War, like the show and how they showed Spider-Man's spider sense where he knew he was about to be dusted before it came. Yeah, that because people were like, uh, well, why did it take Peter Parker so long to go away? It's like, oh my God. You know, because he had spider sense. He knew it before it was happening. He knew what was coming. Why do we even have to explain that? Just enjoy the goddamn movie. Yeah. Well, uh, well it was getting our own uh, Midge from Love Hate. <laughs> Yeah, as Ebony Maw, that was yeah. cool, man. And he done such a good job. Yeah, I love that line. Like, then I'll pry it from your corpse. You know, you're like noise. <laughs> like that was sick. <sighs> well, uh, then you got the end game. End game kicking off with, you know, five years on from the snap. Yeah, that like it was, and like the red herring trailer because in this age of teasers teasers for teasers and then three trailers and tv spots if i want to go see a movie i'll go see a movie yeah a trailer will not deter or make me go see it yeah if i want to see i say i don't need like i like the surprise i like the unknown yeah. you know and that's what because they recaptured that magic like remember when we were kids like going to the cinema there was one trailer yeah what? And like, oh my god! And then you go and see it. But now, you nearly see how. But the Russo brothers didn't do that. They 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 purposely led us one way, yeah. and then went the other way. And it's something that they're brilliant. That's something they've done in Infinity War. You see, they had the trailer of the Hulk busting out, like running alongside everyone. Never happened. To yeah. Me. Yeah. The toys nope. being released of Hulk busting out with the Hulk Buster armor never happened. Nope. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was beautiful like they like you said they'd have us here looking here at their left hand and reality they're doing all the work with their right hand yeah and um, yeah then in, in the end game the ending of all that big battle was just it was something else and hearing cap finally say them two words after 10 years i actually have chills now with that like that was ah even the, the beauty of hearing over the comms just Sam saying on your left, just calling it right back to Winterfell. Yeah. And I honestly, one of my favorite jokes in any of those movies was like, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> it was just that like, uh, that was amazing. I loved that. That was so funny. Like, it was genuinely funny. Yeah. And even Thor, like looking at uh, Captain America going, yeah, I see a copy of my beard. Yeah. Like, and even it, as much as like Thor didn't just come, he didn't become comedic folly. He was dealing with extreme trauma and like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. But then the moment that trauma is mentioned, he's like, nope, don't go there. Yeah, like that was fantastically written as well. You know. And uh, well, look, um, if we keep going, we'll be going for the night. And fortunately, I have to be up for work tomorrow. So. <laughs> Isn't because it will ask you one thing. Everyone has one. What is an unpopular opinion you have in terms of the Avengers? Um, oof. Iron Man is not the unbeatable character everyone makes him out to be. Okay, well, I like it. Mine would be, and I'm gonna get hate for this. Ninety percent of the time, 
until the recent run in the fucking, I can't remember, the Immortal Hulk, I think it is. But 90% mm-hmm. of the time, the Hulk isn't interesting. I, lad, I he's a very difficult character to get right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Amadeus Cho was like, hey, well, bro, I'm a fun yeah. hawk. You know, like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, you're right. Al Ewing changed the game with that. Yeah. That run is horrifyingly amazing. It's and Joel Bennett's penciling. Yeah, it's like David Cronenberg yeah. got a hold of the Hulk and like mixed with John Carpenter's thing. Like, I'm not going to put the artwork in like the latest issue. <sighs> Lads. I need to get back on it and check it out. So, you know, I definitely need to get back on it. Look, listen, I won't keep you. Your day is only starting over there now in the Great White North. Uh, my day is coming to an end. Uh, listen, the Emerald Isle. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to finally have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Like any any time, you know. This this was a blast, and you know, we'll we'll maybe have to get a timer for when we're allowed to move on to the next topic because I'd say we could we could d- to keep going you know yeah, getting an alarm bell or something we'll have a trad tune playing every time we need to switch <laughs> I'm not sure how yeah, I look fuck. like uh, come out your black and tans playing every time we need to change topic <laughs> I want to leave that one alone I'm not yep. going to say anything about that <laughs> I'll let you go and I'll definitely have you back on for one of the other characters we'll be covering in the coming months Anytime, man. We'll look for, looking forward to it. Listen, thanks a million. And stay safe during COVID. And I hope all's well over there. You too, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, good luck. Don't freeze. Spread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. All the dinosaurs fit the T-Rex. You are about to die in the hands of the children of Thanos. Come on, Spider-Man! Alex is closed today. We don't want to kill you, but we will. This is a man. And have our face. There was no other way. I don't feel so good.